Disclaimer, this video is provided for informational purposes only. It is not offered or intended to be used as legal, tax, investment, financial, or other advice. Hey everyone, welcome to Terralytics. I am joined by our on-chain analyst expert over here, Sam Shi, and uh, I'm also joined by Kevin, uh, who is a VP of analytics at a major publicly traded um, real estate investment company. And uh, we are here um, to talk uh, Terralytics. So uh, I'm just going to leave it off to Sam now um, to dive right in. Absolutely. So today, uh, we're, you know, we're going to be talking about the Luna macro trends. Um, but kind of before we dive into that, you know, I want to mention cash. Cash is kind of the reason why we're all here. Um, I'm a crypto analyst intern under cash. They have an amazing product where um, you can um, deposit money and send it to your friends and your family. And then you can earn a 10% APY on that as well as invest. Um, but that 10% is really the crazy part. Um, yeah, it's built on Terra. So this is why we are looking at Terra. Um, I, I I would say that I didn't pay you to show that, but you're an intern, so we actually did pay you to show that. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm financially obligated. Advice, uh, or legal advice or any other form of advice. I don't know what I'm talking about over here. Sam's a smart guy, but you should still do your own research. And uh, yeah, I'm excited just to talk about our own personal thoughts and feelings that are not a personal reflection of IntelliBridge company itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Do your own research. This is kind of some of the things that I found. I'm sure you guys might agree. Um, but if you disagree, you know, let us know in the comments. Um, but yeah, here we go. So, and then, you know, when we compare these two charts, you know, let's look at, you know, that recent spike, that recent dip we saw um, at the start of 2022. Um, we can see that Luna, more or less, the dominance has held up. I mean, it went down a little bit when, but when you compare, kind of the bottom of the dip to the top in November when it went up a little bit. Um, there is a di the discrepancy there. Basically, there the distance between the peak, I don't know if you guys can see, the peak here and the bottom here, it's definitely greater in the Luna dominance chart, um, which kind of shows that, you know, even given these recent market things that have been happening where crypto hasn't been doing too great. Luna has still been doing um, phenomenal. So what you're saying is despite the price volatility over here, the um, the percentage of Luna's market cap against the total crypto market cap has been doing relatively better. And that does show strength um, in the yeah. Luna system relative to other crypto. Exactly. Exactly. So like, like to be a little bit clear, the distance between this top here and this bottom it looks pretty close um, and it might have been better if I had shown it with the same um, the same scale as in like the same distance, uh, the same height of each graph. So it's a little bit more comparable, but this distance is clearly greater here between these two. Um, so yeah, it, it has held up definitely a lot better, especially when you compare it to the price, um, which has also been doing well. Uh, anything we should be worried about? Because I mean, like the chart looks amazing, given it's basically higher highs and higher lows. So that's phenomenal. But mm -hmm. uh, you worry at all? Yeah, there have there are some things that 
I will dive into a little bit. Um, one of them is, this isn't necessarily a concern, but we've seen the staking APR go down significantly. It's still one of the best of the layer one blockchains. Um, but a lot of the people who are expecting it to stay above 10% um, sort of have been proven wrong. Um, but I don't think this is a huge deal. I mean, I think, sorry, my cat is in the way here. Nice guest appearance. You know, from a kitty. Um, yeah. Um, but I would say that you can't go up forever. You know, like, it's just not possible. Um, and Luna has been doing extremely phenomenal. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see. But I think something that really sets Luna apart. Gosh, dang it. The, the cat the cat really wants to see the cat is just so excited about this analysis she's trying to get in on it the cat's like next slide please <laughs> well dude yeah i mean like tell us what what is it gonna take it to keep making it keep going up buddy um, you're keeping well, us hanging here man the thing that sets it apart is the burn mechanism compared to the other blockchains so i mean I'm going to be looking at kind of the supply of Luna as compared to the other, like two other layer ones, um, Solana and Ethereum. And that's kind of a factor that will continue to push up Luna's price if all else is equal. Um, but I, I, I mean, there's really, for the long term, definitely positive, but it's very difficult to tell what the short term is um so yeah cool so uh let's uh, move on to the next uh, great mm -hmm. um and then this was so this is terra cross-chain activity basically um transactions using wormhole and shuttle so wormhole is the green that is the recent addition to this cross-chain stuff um so you know it's been doing great um it's holding up quite nicely. We can definitely see a lot of growth going into um, November um, and into this year. Um, that's something we want to keep looking at: is how how are the how how many people are using Terra's cross-chain, you know, applications to transfer their money from a blockchain to the to the other. So, so is this uh is uh what's the y-axis is that ust demand is that, no, that or is that just number of count transaction count yeah that is the transaction count that uh -huh. is utilizing this um and typically what are they uh what are they trading generally or uh did you look further into that in terms of is it ust they're moving cross chain because that'd be i mean that'd be yeah, great I think it's I think it's mostly UST as well as Luna. Um, there's, uh, I think, a certain amount of Ethereum as well. Um, I didn't necessarily look specifically on it, though. So, um, so what's the green um, bars, and is that good or bad, or like, what does that mean? Yeah, so the green is wormhole, and the blue is shuttle. So shuttle is kind of the original um, Terra app that enabled um, people to be able to transfer their tokens. Um, and then wormhole is the, the more recent addition and that's in green. 
Is it important to focus on one or the other or both equally important or just what what's some of your thoughts when we look at um, the levels between both? I would say wormhole has is a little bit more exciting um, just because there's so many more blockchains connected to it. Um, I think it's growing the fastest when you look at in November, its growth compared to where it is at right now. Um, I think it has, because it's connected to a lot more blockchains, it has definitely a, a great possibility of being able to introduce even more liquidity into the Terra ecosystem from other blockchains. Um, so I think the growth in Wormhole and kind of just generally how we are um, looking at more relative cross-chain activity than we ever have before is a positive sign. And uh, so as uh, Terra becomes more cross-chain with UST, does that mean the green bars will increase? And I guess um, in five years from now, will green bars even be the same level as blue bars, if not higher? Yeah, I believe so. Unless for some reason something changes where shuttle updates and they add more blockchains. I'm not too sure. Um, but I definitely expect in like five years that the, the overall heights of the bars, um, ignoring, you know, the different colors is going to be much higher. Is this daily transaction count? This is or each day. Yeah. This is each day, right? So you're literally saying starting from at the beginning of the year, what, what would you say January was? A hundred? Two hundred? I'm, I'm yeah. eyeballing. I don't know. It's pretty. It's, it's definitely, yeah, it's around there in the hundreds in the hundreds so you're literally saying not just hundreds you're saying like low hundreds right one to yeah. hundred to two hundred and now we're now you're saying it's averaging if i'm looking at january 2022 in a year it's went from like 100 to 200 to about three thousand average yeah. <laughs> yeah and that kind of also <laughs> kind of indicative of how new terra is i mean it really only came onto the scene in like 2020 um it's, exper it's experiencing an immense amount of growth right now no because i look at this chart i look at that price chart beforehand you know i just see it you know this chart has a trend line that keeps going up sort of fits that price chart of the trend line that keeps going up right yeah. and then it and it looks like when wormhole activity got really hot in october and what was is that correlated with when the price spiked as well um in your previous chart October. I'm not too sure. No, no, no. I didn't. Uh, Luna went nuts in December. That's when it hit the hundred. Yeah, it was, that was when it really popped off. <coughs> but uh, well, this is a leading indicator. Yeah, this is a leading indicator over here. And it just shows uh, Luna to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Following the city. Okay. Luna to the moon, honestly. All right. um, you know, we're going to dive even deeper to kind of see the reasons why it's really done so well. Um, yeah, this is like 10x in a year. Wow. Uh, 30x. 30x in a year. Sorry, this this one's that. 30x. We're saying $100 average in January 2021 and now 3000 average. So 30x in transaction account. Nice. Nice. All right. Cool. So what, what's your what's your next chart? So I'm going to talk about the Luna tokenomics because that is kind of one of the biggest things um, that is pointed to as a bullish case to Luna. Um, so if you don't already know, um, 
Luna, a big component of the Terra ecosystem is the burn mechanism, um, which will burn Luna. Um, so when UST is bought, when they're, when the demand for UST goes up, um, Luna is burned to maintain the peg. So basically what that means is if I buy $1 of UST or if I buy a million dollars of UST, that's going to increase the price of USD, right? So they want to increase the supply of the UST in order to bring the price back down to $1. Um, and how that happens is um, arbitrage, arbitrageurs are incentivized to trade their Luna um, for UST. And that Luna is then burned um, in a, a special contract. Um, and that is what allows it to maintain the peg. Now, when UST is sold, the vi vice versa happens. Basically, Luna is actually minted, increasing the supply. Um, and so this kind of change in supply um, has a big influence on price, just because obviously when the supply goes down, um, the price is naturally going to go up, all else being equal, um, as well as vice versa. So as long as the as long as the demand in UST continues to grow, um, it's going to continue putting positive price pressure on Luna. Um, and part of that is ecosystem growth. So as more people build protocols and we see more apps and projects being built on Terra, we're gonna see um, more demand for UST. Now it's not gonna directly translate, but you know, as more people move um, their liquidity from exchanges centralized exchanges or from other blockchains um, they're going to continue to increase the demand for that ust um, which would result in more luna burning um, and kind of like an example i have here i want to talk about anchor anchor protocol the lending protocol on luna is um, the biggest uh, project that is on luna it basically um, has introduced a lot of demand for UST. Um, so we can see that Anchor deposits are 5.7 billion, which is over half of the total UST market cap. Um, so Anchor just itself has um, created a strong demand for UST. And if we see, you know, another, you know, if we see like 50 more protocols, even if they have less um, than Anchor, we can definitely see how that translates to more UST being bought um, then more Luna being burned. So this kind of illustrates kind of my point here. And this is the, the top graph, UST total supply history, um, been steadily increasing. Basically the market cap, this means has been steadily increasing. Um, and conversely, um, the Luna total supply has been decreasing. So it's almost a um, inverse, inversely proportional relationship. Uh, whenever UST goes up, Luna will go down. And then I just kind of wanted to compare Luna's supply. So let's take a look at this again. We can just see that you know it's it's much. I mean, it's around 826 million. Um, and then the Genesis supply was um, a billion. So it's. It's definitely gone down a huge amount and also in a very relatively short amount of time. I mean, this has only been like a year. Um, but when we look at Ethereum, 
It's been steadily increasing since 2016. Um, now ETH 2.0 is going to change this and it has been slowing down the supply growth, um, but it hasn't gone down yet. I mean, it's gone down. I think it's it went down for like one one month, um, but then it went back down, back up, but nowhere near kind of the amount of burning that we see Luna um, experiencing. And then just quickly so, looking at Solana. Yeah. So you're essential, what you're essentially saying is, because I mean, this is why Luna gets me excited, is that Luna started from high supply, but the only direction supply is going is down. Assuming UST gets more and more adoption, but there's yeah. only one direction for circular supply, which is down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Um, so we could, I mean, and this is just, I want to reiterate, this is just one year. Like, it hasn't been that long. I mean, it's it's already burned like a good chunk. Oh, you basically said it burned 18 percent yeah pretty much open question i'm not sure if anyone has an answer to it or something that we can think about um mm -hmm. in a future video um but how fair is it to actually look at the market cap of luna at face value the way it is versus a lot of these other cryptocurrencies looking at the market cap which can be distorted because the fully diluted value of the you know different cryptocurrencies is vastly different versus circulating supply, while Luna's circulating supply is actually like decreasing due to the burn mechanics. So that's just something that that's a question on my mind to, to think about. Well, I think uh, I think Luna market cap is so difficult because you're absolutely right, Ron. Like, essentially, the price can continue to appreciate without the market cap changing. Yeah. I, I mean, that's probably the single biggest thing. Um, so when, when we get into that market cap discussion, I mean, it's not just as simple as comparison because for ETH and Solana, they're always increasing and the never increasing supply just means uh, price suppression. Whereas Luna's completely the opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I then this is actually like a broader commentary that actually makes me sad in the crypto ecosystem because a lot of um, investors are not savvy of like fully diluted values of different cryptocurrencies mm -hmm. so then they invest in a coin thinking oh wow 70 million market cap but you realize like only like two percent of the token supply is circulating and then when the whale like when the lockups expire the whales just massively dump on retail and just annihilate all of them right um and that's something that a lot of people on crypto are not savvy enough to um get um because there's not enough education out there to properly look at it it's a big motivation for doing this whole video series is to properly educate lunatics but even beyond lunatics people in the crypto ecosystem to give them high quality source of research and insights from you two over here so thank you guys absolutely and we cool. also want to make it digestible as well um, yeah yeah make it understandable so anyone watches video leave a comment let us know if there's any parts that we can clarify or anything that could be a uh, potentially for a future video for us as well so yeah, um, sorry, keep going, Sam. I know you have some other tricks. Oh, no worries. Um, and then the same story with Solana, except I don't really know what the spike is. I mean, in that 2021, um, but just kind of looking at the rest of it, I mean, it's just been going up, you know. But essentially, the behavior, what you're essentially saying is that the behavior is the same, where Luna is a... Uh, is a uh, crypto that does constant burn, 
um, both Salon and ETH is not one that does that. Maybe they might have a burn here and there, but it's not built into the actual crypto itself. So thus, the supply will continue to increase. Absolutely. Um, and it'll be interesting to see um, how Luna, Luna's dynamics during a, a full bear market. Um, it's, ex it's kind of going to be something interesting to see, like how, um, you know, if the supply is going to go crazy, if, if it's going to go upwards a lot, if Luna, if Luna, you know, is actually resilient against that um, due to the increasing underlying demand for USD, we'll see. Um, yeah, know. we're not complete Luna shills over here. We're actually just trying to find the objective truth. And we actually don't know the answers to some of these questions, which is why like doing these weekly videos gives us like a real time thought of like, what's our hypothesis of what could happen in the future and what actually does happen and then evaluate that against what we thought could happen and just continuously learn and grow on <coughs> us and the viewers as well as we go on this on-chain analysis journey over here. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, so moving on, um, start, I wanna start this part of the, the video with a quote by Do Kwon. 100 projects have recently announced plans for the end of the year or early 2022. Um, this is probably not gonna happen um, maybe we'll see, but regardless, um, this means that the fact that a hundred projects like announced plans means that there are going to be a hundred projects. And I would say, you know, kind of, um, there's a good chance that a, a, at least a decent chunk conservatively, um, will be released in the next uh, half year to full year. Um, so I kind of want to look at how that might translate. Um, into an increasing total value locked for uh, Terra. Yeah, and I think this is extremely important. I mean, especially for myself when I think about this stuff, right? Like, not every project is going to be an Astroport at launch. And Astroport, when they launched, they locked over, uh, they got an immediate TVL of 1 billion plus. I think it was 1.2, 1.3, whatever. It was a billion, a billion plus at launch. Not every project's gonna be like that, but even if you just make the easy assumption that each project is gonna launch a, a TVL of what, <clears throat> 25 million, and that's why well, why well has a TVL of 25 million. I mean, <clears throat> 25 times 100 means 200, <coughs> and and that's uh, 2.5 billion um, dollars, and that's an additional 2.5 billion dollars of UST, which increases UST supply by 20 percent probably results in some kind of double-digit percentage of additional Luna burn. I, I, the picture is, I'm just laying out, the picture is just there. Like, just an easy assumption like that, taking white whale, multiply it by 100, and there you have it. Mm -hmm. That's great that you mentioned that, because in the next slide, um, I kind of look at that. Um, so this, basically, um, we can see the Luna Luna's TVL um, and it's in, you know, it's in the one E10 means 10 billion. So these are tens of billions of dollars. And then the average TVL per protocol, I basically just um, divided this total TVL number by the number of um, active projects that were on Luna at the time, um, and then kind of extrapolated that out. And this is still gonna be obviously a very, very generous estimate um because the amount of projects being released is going to accelerate immensely i mean only like 15 to 17 projects are out 
on Terra right now, I believe. And if the 100 pro, uh, new project number is going to be correct, um, the number of new TVL like that will be added by each protocol is going to go down, like Kevin said. So that was a very good point. Um, so that's why um, I have kind of a very generous figure down here with five, 500 million TVL per protocol. If we extrapolate this out, would be 50 billion in additional TVL. Now, I originally, my conservative estimate um, would have been like, I mean, even if you just divide that by 10, um, given that there's around 15 <coughs> protocols right now compared to 100 new ones that will come out. Um, well, so then I guess, Sam, like the question is, let's say we just divide by 10, right? Because yeah. 50 billion means it's going to the moon. But, um, uh, but let's just let's just be a little bit conservative and cut away ninety percent of the value yeah. and say, hey, if you only add five billion in TVL and stimulate another five billion in UST demand, uh, what would that do to the price? Yeah, that would still that would still be a huge chunk of what it is right now, um, and that's that something should... that we should take a look at is like how in and an in increase in TVL if that directly translates or how it indirectly mm -hmm. translates um, into UST demand and thus Luna being burned um, and then kind of take a look at it yeah. that might. Yeah, everything's UST demand. Yeah. And uh, anyone that's watching this video, if you'd like to shoot Sam an email, we'll put his email in the description of this uh, YouTube video and uh, go, um, uh, he could take a look at it and even point it out in the next video. So we're all about community crowdsourcing insights and we all want to help each other out in really trying to get the strongest intelligence source for what the Terry ecosystem will be like in the future. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, okay, and then this is, I kind of want to go over the November burn. Um, basically the community decided to burn a significant amount of Luna. Um, and kind of the reason was kind of refold. Um, and I'm gonna go that go go to that direction in a little bit, but I kind of wanted to just illustrate um, how burning uh, tens of millions of Luna has influenced the ecosystem itself. Um, so because of this burn, obviously a lot of USD has been minted, um, which has increased the market cap of USD by a lot. Um, and then, kind of one of I think in my mind. One of the biggest effects of this has been the staking APR change. Um, so we saw that right after the burn, uh, that staking APR reached almost 12%. Um, now, it hasn't been able to maintain that, but we can still see that it's um, kind of firmly above the level where it was before. Um, we we're going to have to see if it will be able to maintain that. Um, but even though it's like, below its all-time high. Um, right now, if we look at the staking APR of Luna, it's at 6.92%, um, which is still outperforming um, Ethereum, Solana, and Cardano. Um, so if you're an investor in Luna, you're looking at, oh, wow, this price is crazy. It's going up so, so high, right? And then you realize, okay, I can actually earn the highest APR among some of the major blockchains here, it's looking really good as a Luna investor because you're earning 7% um, APR in Luna 
which is already appreciating. Um, so at that point, it kind of compounds itself. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty That's nice. Exciting. Pretty damn nice. I mean, Luna, I mean, it was at like, when it was at above 10%, that, that was crazy. It was just unfortunate that it couldn't really maintain that. But still doing great. Why couldn't it maintain it? I think because, so the reason why it went up in the first place was because um, how it works is when whenever a burn transaction happens, like a transaction um, of Luna UST um, that occurs on Terra Station, uh, where people are trying to arbitrage um, and make money off of uh, basically keeping the peg, um, the, the fees from those trades goes directly to um, uh, rewarding stakers so that's why we see the staking apr go up a lot um and because like burning has gone down a little bit um a lot since then um we haven't been able to see staking apr maintain that same level um, but it's still elevated because it's being distributed over a long period of time i forget like the specific time period i think it, it was a i think it was definitely at least a year um but uh, yeah, nice. Um, so then like, how does that translate to the actual percent staked? I mean, we kind of, because there's a lag in like, you know, unstaking and staking, um, it's a little bit different, but we can see like in the beginning of December, um, kind of right after the burn happened at, at end of November, it, it peaked 38% staked. Um, and then it's it's kind of maintained it's it's around there since then but the key point here is that um it is up a lot since last year um so there has been a steady um this, the rate of people staking has at least not gone down a lot that's probably something for us to explore in the future of saying hey how much of like because of anchors overwhelming presence on terra how much of that impacts this and like um and why because it's also very important of why saying like hey you can't unstake because when you have this essentially this is fantastic you're saying 38 percent of the supply is removed but not only is 38 percent of the supply removed people are using a significant amount of it as collateral so that it's not like one the next day someone's going to decide you know dude i'm going to just unstake and sell everything they first have to pay back that loan this this supply is stick it's not oh. it is so illiquid that's the oh. argument that's, that's smart that is it is supremely illiquid and the cost of unstaking means you have to pay back a 35 i mean oh. ron I, I know i mean you're a degenerate how, how what's your ltv on i'm here? never paying back my anchor loan <laughs> yeah so right there i mean he owns what yeah, your 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 Luna on Anchor, it's it's one hundred percent stake. It ain't ever hitting circulating supply until you pay back the Anchor loan. That's right. Unless I'm you get liquidated. I'm telling the government, I'm never making a profit because it's negative. It's costing me interest right now, right? I'm just getting tax deductions off of it. <laughs> yeah, and also the fact that it takes twenty one days to unstake. It's like yeah, it's a it's a little bit. It definitely discourages people from um, unstaking. Yeah. So, sure. yeah, no, it's just 
That's a good point. Small things people don't realize, like the ecosystem really prevents you from unstaking. You, you, once you stake, it's practically non-circulating supply in my mind. <laughs> that was, yeah, that's a great point. Was not aware of that. Kevin going, Kevin going all in over here. That's great. <laughs> hey, <laughs> these are all these are all fantastic points no one thinks of because you know what? When people come in and start giving me that crap about circulating supply, I'm like, dude. 40% of it's locked up and they're like, you can unstake it. Yeah. After you, after you pay back a $2 billion of borrowing, a borrow that people have, uh, have put against that collateral, yeah, then right. you can get that 40% back. But until that happening, nah. It not only gets payback back in liquidations. It only gets paid back in liquidations. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, no, but like, but that's so important, right? Like, so your true circling supply is taking, your true circulating supply, because they count staking, they usually take whatever circulating supply it is, minus 40%, and there it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an excellent point, for sure. No, keep going, man. Sorry for interrupting. No worries. Staking, definitely a check for me, for Luna. Um, yeah, a couple points on the community burn, because it, it was a pretty big deal. Um, basically, Kind of reiterating what I was saying, swapping Luna UST goes to the staking reward pool for Luna, which is why we saw the staking APR go up. Um, and then Doquan kind of alluded to uh, a reserve that he was going to propose. Um, he said the community burn makes Luna a significantly more resilient asset to downturns. And I think what this means is in case something like May happens again, where Terra really loses its peg, um, that they have this kind of insurance to make, make sure that doesn't happen, um, which would make Luna and Terra itself more um, resilient. And then community investment with new UST. So a lot of the, the, the UST that is going to be introduced is going into a community investment pool, which will be used to um, support new protocols um, and new projects um, that will be coming out. And so that is going to introduce even more demand into the ecosystem, um, which is going to be great. Nice. Mm -hmm. And then kind of just ending it off, um, I had had a little kind of funny quote here. Um, earlier this year, Quan predicted the market cap of the UST stablecoin would exceed $10 billion by the end of 2021. At the time of publication, the figure stands at only 2.7 billion, but Quan insists his ambitious target is still achievable. Um, this is kind of an article where um, they interviewed Do Quan, but uh, he was right. I mean, it, it, it exceeded 10 billion um, by the end of 2021. Um, but so basically right now, the UST's market cap is 10.7 billion. Um, total stablecoin market cap is 172 billion. Um, definitely a lot of room to grow there. No, dude, what's this next prediction? You can't just leave people hanging. I know, right? Yeah, it's probably he's got to say something. He's, no, he, already, he already said it, man. It's 100 billion. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, I just need people to understand. He said 10, he beat it. He's saying 100. I mean, his track record says he's probably going to beat yeah. it. He's gonna be right. But, 
<clears throat> you guys all do your own research. Yeah, we'll see. He it's kind of funny how he makes these predictions because it's like he just has to flex, you know. I don't know. But we will definitely see. Uh, we will definitely see. Um, and then Luna market cap is 27 billion compared to 202.137 trillion. So 2000 billion. I guess I, I kind of put it in billion so you could compare it a little bit easier. Um, but yeah, that is a little bit over uh, 1%. Um, and then TVL, 17.65 billion for Terra. And then the total is 234 billion. So under 10%. Um, and then, you know, if the total cryptocurrency market cap grows, like it most definitely will, um, and Luna's market share continues to grow because of how much room it has to grow as well, um, you can kind of see why some people are so excited by Luna, like us. Mm -hmm. So I just wanted to end it off there um, with these and, numbers. And that original article with, with the doubt and the FUD was on October 14th. So mm -hmm. go from October 14th to ending the year, hitting that goal, that was pretty exciting to see. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it, it wasn't it wasn't like like explicit fun, but it was like ah, we don't know, but he's saying it's still achievable. But you know, I I guess he was right. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Cool. So th th thanks for the recap, Sam. Um, really exciting. And uh, thanks, Kevin, for some insights over there. Um, a lot to be excited for for the lunatic community. Uh, this is just the beginning and um you know would love to hear community feedback and comments on some type of analysis they'd like to see or if they'd like to contribute any analysis that we can feature on the show i'm happy to look at it as well um but yeah this is a uh, terralytics over here any final thoughts from you guys oh i just i really appreciate um being on here and i really appreciate you guys time i hope you enjoyed the presentation that i have made and um yeah do your own research have a great day all i'm gonna say guys is you know sam sam's gonna present some even crazier stuff and just be ready just be ready everyone just be ready We're, this is only this, the this is this is the show where we go deep down the rabbit hole this is not for normies <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah this is great i'm excited to see how everything evolves <laughs>